welcome back to All the Other Days. Today we're headed over to Milan to talk to Matilda, and if you hadn't had a snack before you listen to this podcast, you probably should, because we're going to talk about food a lot. <laughs> Let's get started. Okay, so, introductory, like always. Uh, what's your name? Where are you right now? And I know it's probably kind of dark for you, but what's the weather? What was the weather today? Right, so um, my name is Matilda. I'm from Italy, um, Milan specifically. And the weather today has been incredibly depressing because it's been raining all day. Aww. And it went dark at like 4 p.m. because the clocks went back like yesterday. So it, it's been very sad. Well, I mean, hopefully but, hopefully it'll get better. Not too bad. It was, it was a therapeutic rain because it hasn't <laughs> rained. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it should be really sunny in the next few days, so yeah is that is that normally the weather you get at this kind at this time of year kind of rainy uh yeah i guess it's it really kind of varies but yeah autumn does tend to be a little rainy last year oh my gosh last year was horrible we had one straight month of just rain in november just like a full month and everyone was really sad oh, and like no. we had an assembly about it they had like a whole school assembly about how to cope with incessant rain. <laughs> Aww. It was, it was tragic, but we survived. It's okay. It's better this year. This year has been pretty good. Kind of warm, which is kind of stressful, <laughs> considering, all things considered, but from a um, precipitation point of view, it hasn't been too bad. <laughs> yeah. So you're in Milan, and... I know that's kind of, I don't want to say the whole city's a tourist trap, that's not what I mean, but like, it is kind of touristy sometimes. <laughs> it, so. it can be. It, it definitely is around Fashion Week, because, um, you know, Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week, is it's iconic. So there's a week in September and there's a week in February when, you know, there's just no point in like trying to go shopping or going, like meeting up in the center. It's just not not a good idea because it's um very packed but i find it quite fun because you get such a mixed bag of people and you know there's obviously like the people that like stand outside the like big hotels to catch models and you know your Gigi Hadid and your um what's the other Kendall Jenner's of the world uh that kind of pop up every now and again but it's quite nice to just honestly this is true of Milan always, but during Fashion Week especially, and in the center, obviously, because Milan's quite big, so in the very center. Honestly, just watching people, looking at people's outfits and, like, admiring the creativity and, like, the care that goes into people's, like, clothes, it's insane because, I don't know, I've been very lucky and I've traveled quite a bit, you know, and even within Italy, like, it's quite nice and easy to travel and go here and there and nowhere do people put this much effort into what they're wearing like it's insane like you it's really hard I kid you not in the center of Milan especially during fashion week like no one is wearing you know like sweatpants and if they are it's a fashion statement it's 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 really inspiring sometimes because personally I'm not that much into fashion like you have to be if you're Italian to some extent like, you know, some kind of awareness is necessary. It's a prerequisite of Italian citizenship. Um, 
but you know it, it, it's a whole other level and it's really inspiring sometimes i really like it um but yeah it can be it can, can get kind of touristy there's this one square which is like the duomo i've talked about it in yrgs it's this gorgeous huge church um and it's big and white and very imposing and right slap bang in the middle of everything and there's a massive square in front of it and sometimes yeah you can't see the floor of the square like it's just people and pigeons um it's 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 fun it's interesting to live in a city like that (laughs) now do you live do you live in a place that gets a lot of like tourist traffic or are you kind of away from it a little bit so I'm lucky in the sense that there's Milan and then there's obviously, you know, the outskirts of Milan. And then there's this little town, which is like 10 minutes if there's no traffic from Milan. Um, so technically I don't live in Milan, but you know, I go to school in Milan and <laughs> my life basically happens there. But it's this little town called Monza and it has the biggest park in Europe actually. And it was the uh, summer royal residence of like the king back in you know, monarchy times. <laughs> and we have the Formula One racetrack, which if anyone's a Formula One fan listening to this podcast, they will have recognized that. Um, but so basically, there's one weekend in September when you cannot leave your house. There's helicopters, there's um, the trains are like packed full of people for the Formula One thing. But other than that, it's really, really nice because the train into Milan is five minutes, literally five minutes, and then you get to the metro. And then it's like 20 minutes to like the center center square that I was talking about before. So it's really convenient. Um, But it's also a a little, it's more peaceful. It's more quiet. It's less hectic. Um, And it has its own little city center, which I really like when I have to go Christmas shopping. Because going shopping in Milan is the most stressful and like chaotic thing ever because it's so big like the entire center is just shops like that's all anybody does in milan ever is go shopping um and so like in order to get to from one shop to the other you might have to walk like i don't know 600 meters whereas um in monza it's like obviously you don't have everything that you'd have in milan but you have the main you know big chain stores and so it's like a little more compact and a little more just pop in here pop in there so great for christmas shopping and i'm really lucky like the, the park is two minutes walk from my house and um it's really gorgeous there's the big like summer residence like palace type thing it kind of looks like Versailles but a lot less Versailles if that makes (laughs) sense (laughs) it's like this big house thing um and then behind it there's this whole park and it's honestly gorgeous and it's I I really I get a lot of my energy from being in nature and a lot of my you know mental stability vibes that I have no idea what that sentence just was but (laughs) being in nature kind of calms me down and makes me feel a lot better so living really close to a gorgeous park is is a plus for sure so so tell me about the park because the the only image I have as an American is like Central Park where it's like this big thing surrounded by a city but that's obviously not probably not what you're talking about i mean actually okay it's a lot bigger than central park um and some parts of it i guess kind of look like central park um 
like the 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 bit immediately surrounding the kind of palace if you want to call it that it's a villa technically let's call it what it is it's a villa so the bit immediately like behind that there's a little lake um and there's uh, a little like chapel thingy like above the lake is it a chapel i've never understood what it is it's like this random circular building um just there because i guess you could call it a gazebo. i don't know it thing um and it's like hilly and it's cute and it does kind of remind me of central park or like when i went to central park it reminded me of um of my park here but there's a lot more that kind of goes on so there's the area that kind of looks like central park and then you just got like fields because see the thing is this isn't like your average normal park like the parks in the center of milan are like central park but smaller um but this one's just kind of it goes across like one two three four towns like the perimeter kind of it's huge um and so you've got like fields and then you have a river that runs through and a lot of little a few little like streams that kind of join into it so there's um there's a lot going on it's a lot of fields and trees and um like roads i i wouldn't call them roads but basically like no but they are roads just roads with trees lined with trees <laughs> and um fields basically as well as little areas where it kind of becomes central parky if that makes sense and there's also a golf course and a polo course and the formula one racetrack all inside. all in the park yeah wow it's big it's really big so i know you said you like to go there to like relax and stuff and you said everybody goes shopping um so what (laughs) um i guess kind of can you explain sort of the culture around that because like it's probably different in italy than it is here it's it's usually um so italians love what's called Ape. It's a very Milanese thing, I think, I suppose. It's like aperitivo. And it basically what it is, is like around six, seven-ish. I guess you could compare it to like happy hour, but it's not necessarily like involving alcohol, because I think that's the connotation in like elsewhere. But it's just, um, you usually like just hang out with a group of friends, and like you sit down at like a bar would you call we call it a bar it's not a bar in the sense that see i don't like the english language because in (laughs) italian bar doesn't mean what it means in english bar just means like um place where they sell not lunch and dinner but like snacky things you know (laughs) yeah it's sort of a cafe is the closest you can come to it i I get what you mean though no, we, I guess, uh, it's true, cafe is probably the closest thing, but it's not necessarily coffee-based, you know? So it, it's weird. But, and you kind of sit, because they always, always, usually, in in central in the center of cities, they have, like, tables outside on the street. So you kind of sit on the tables outside, and you just kind of chill and talk. Um, and if your friends walk by, you're like, hey, come join. And it's very, that's if the city's small, though. But to be fair, even in Milan, which is huge, like, everybody hangs out in the same, like, areas. So it's incredibly likely that you'll run into someone on, like, 
when you're out or something. But yeah, the general idea is kind of when you want to hang out with friends, you just kind of go to the center and you just walk around um, and either go into shops if it's in the afternoon or when like the shops kind of start closing and um, just the, the, the day kind of comes to a natural end. Usually just sit around, maybe have dinner. It's very food centered, I'm not gonna lie. It's usually like either let's go have lunch or um, let's go have dinner or let's go have an ape, which is this like, and you get like um, little olives and things and uh, crisps, chips. What do Americans call them? Americans are chips. It's chips. Yeah. The- <laughs> and um, and yeah, and it, it's it's all very laid back and in, in, in a kind of go with the flow type thing. But I guess you know, see, that's usually the girls though, because guys. And I'm I really hate to be stereotypical here because it's obviously not a hard and fast rule, but the general like gender is very strongly kind of present in Italian society still. Um, so there, there is a significant difference between what girls do and what boys do. And it sounds really stupid, but, you know, like, boys that hang out with the girls and do things that the girls would normally do get teased and um, kind of, uh-huh, you're such a girl. It literally sounds like middle school stuff, probably to you, but it's so present here. Um, but I guess boys just kind of it really depends there's a lot more variety in that kind of group they either they probably just like chill home at somebody's house and play video games or everybody like at their own house all playing video games together (laughs) that's kind of the tendency or they'll or they'll kind of do the same thing as the girls there's two extremes but with girls it's usually you go out you walk around go into shops or just take pictures. Milan is very pretty, so people like taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you could get a lot of good pictures in Milan. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the, the, okay, it's, it's Ape, you said? Yes. Okay. It's that... Aperitivo, uh, in technically in full, but in, like, slang. Milanese <laughs> slang is, like, Ape. Look at that, we're <laughs> learning slang. Um... <laughs> The um, it kind of reminded me of of what you do in Spain is tapas, except you're yeah. at one place and tapas is different places. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually very similar. Like the concept is pretty much not not the same, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of close to that concept. But yeah, usually one place because Italians are lazy. Um, <laughs> we don't like to walk. <laughs> On on the topic of food, though, and, like, franchises, Starbucks came to Italy recently. Yeah. Do you have thoughts about that? Me, personally? Or, all right, I'll try to, I'll try to give a general overview. So there was this huge, huge drama, um, debacle, debate thing over Starbucks in Italy. Um, personally... I like Starbucks because I've, like I said, especially when I was really young, I used to travel a lot. And you know, when you're a child, you don't, you're not, I wasn't a picky eater necessarily, but you know, you like the same things, right? You like familiarness. That's not the word, but you get what I mean. 
And so when I traveled, um, Starbucks was always like a staple, you know, like wherever I kind of went in the world, there was a Starbucks. I'm like, oh, I could get the same thing that I'd get, you know, somewhere else. Um, and so Starbucks has positive connotations in my mind. In the mind of many, very many Italians, it's a bit like, you know, we don't need Starbucks. Italian coffee is better. And we have a lot of Italian independent coffee shops um, that, you know, will lose business and stuff. And um, I think it worked out pretty well in the end, I think personally, because we still don't have that many. It's slowly, so we used to have one for a few years, one Starbucks in the whole of like Italy. Definitely in Milan, there was just one. And they made it into this huge, it's quite picturesque. It's a, it's a roastery Starbucks. I don't know if you have these in the States. They're, it's Starbucks, but they have like specific drinks. They don't have like your classic drinks. They have specific drinks. And um, like, bear in mind, this building is huge. It is like a huge marble building. Um, that you walk out from, like, the metro into this, like, square, and there's this massive building. It's right across from the National Library. Like, we're talking massive scale, and you kind of walk in. And apart from the fact that there's, like, a gorgeous outside space, which is, like, they look like copper cups, and you kind of sit in them, and there's, like, vines growing around it, which is really weird, because you're in the middle of this, like, square in the center, center of the city, and then you've got these vines kind of randomly <laughs> just shooting up from the floor, um, but, and then you walk into this building, and it is huge, like, the ceilings are a solid, I don't know, four, five meters high, and you can see, like, the process of the coffee getting, like, ground, and there's, like, tubes everywhere. That's um, really cool. And different, like, and you see everything, and you just kind of walk in, and you're like, what is this? Is, am I actually in a Starbucks? Is this, re like, what? Um, and, like, there's there used to be, for the first, like, year that it opened, okay, maybe not year, but, like, few, first few months for sure, you had to, like, plan out when to go, because there was a queue all the way outside. Uh -huh. um, and bear in mind, like, the queue inside is long, you know? So, like, all the queue inside, and then all the queue out. It was, it was intense it took me like a year before I went because I was like there's I'm not standing in line for coffee for 45 minutes <laughs> like no um and it's huge it's like it's, it's a monument to coffee basically um and that was the first thing that opened um and now you've kind of got a couple three or four I want to say more Starbucks places which are like your normal Starbucks you know that you go in and it looks like a normal Starbucks um but like the clientele and the people that go to Starbucks are a very specific type of people in Italy, I feel. Because it if you want coffee in Italy, you don't I don't think you'd go to Starbucks. <laughs> like cuz Starbucks, at least I mean in Italy, it's almost an aesthetic. It's almost like a it's 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 a culture in and of itself, you know? Like let's go to Starbucks doesn't mean let's go to get coffee it means like let's go get these really cute aesthetic drinks that we're going to take pictures of and um post on instagram stories or just sit and vibe in like the cafe section with the with the chairs right if you're like i really need a coffee you go into the first bar because cafe 
<laughs> um, that you find and you just get like an espresso for a euro and boom, you're done. Because those are literally like you cannot walk more than one and a half minutes in Italy without finding one of these places. <laughs> call them, it's, it's a cafe. I guess you could call it a cafe. It's different, but let's call it a cafe for the sake of clarity. Um, and you just walk in. It's literally the fastest thing ever. You walk in, un cafe. You put the euro on the counter because it's always a euro. And if it's not, like Italians will throw a tantrum. So that <laughs> if it's more than a euro, you just put the euro on the table, you get your coffee, you boom, and you're done. Like, it's super quick, super easy. And that's still what, like, most, especially I want to say, like, you know, working adults will still do. You know, like, if they need a coffee, they'll go um, and get a coffee. Starbucks is more, you know, like students or, um, yeah, mainly students working there or uh, like young girls <laughs> taking pictures right outside. The amount of times I've had to like, because for me, this is slightly different because I will go to Starbucks to get coffee sometimes because I really like their drinks. <laughs> it, they're good. <laughs> um, and you don't get that kind of like in normal Italian, like, coffee shops, cafes, it's espresso, cappuccino, latte macchiato, which is a kind of, it's it's, la- it's more milky than a cappuccino, and then you've got a cafe macchiato, and that's it. Like, you ask for some weird syrup in your coffee, and, like, what? 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 No, <laughs> go away. <laughs> what are you? You're a disgrace to coffee, you know? So, um, it's, and I like sweet things and, and syrups and cute, creative coffee. So I will go to Starbucks for coffee. The amount of times I've had to, like, physically push girls out of, like, the entrance of the cafe because they don't understand that, you know, doors are made for, like, entering and exiting, right? So they will get their things, leave the, like, shop and just stand outside. And I'm like, I'm trying to get in. <laughs> you know, that's, that's something which is, I feel like it's an Italian thing. I swear, it's it's impossible. Like, it, Italians don't understand that, you know, the exit is usually also the entrance, so maybe don't stand right there. And that's a personal pet peeve of mine. But, you know, you gotta love the Italians. <laughs> um, dang it, I was gonna... Oh, is the Starbucks stuff... So here, I think Starbucks is super overpriced. I don't really like coffee, oh. but it's super oh. overpriced over here. Is it? Because... A euro, you can't get much better than that. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> compared to, compared to, like, anything, any, any kind of coffee anywhere else, it's about three times as much, if not more. <sighs> if not more. I want to say more, usually. Um, I guess if you get, like, the super basic stuff, maybe it's twice as expensive. Um because they've um, changed. Also, fun fact, they had to change what the sizes are called in Italy because obviously grande in Italy means large. So the amount of like confusion when Italians order Starbucks, they're like something, I don't know, grande, and then they get a medium size. They're like, excuse me, I asked for the grande. So they so they literally changed the names and they can't remember what they are now. Um, like, But the big one isn't called venti, it's called grande. Um, because Italians can't cope. And also, I mean, fair enough, why the heck would you call a medium-sized, um, beverage grande? I don't get it. 
but you just gave me yeah, such it. <laughs> such a violent flashback. I was in Madrid two years ago with my grandparents, and we went to Starbucks because my sister wanted it. It's it's still grande over there, and grande in Spanish is not medium. My grandmother got into an argument with the kid that was manning the counter. Oh I, my gosh, yeah. I don't I know mean, if they've changed it. Out. Your grandma's right. Tell her she was right. <laughs> <laughs> and tell the Spanish people to insist because <laughs> Starbucks will give in. It worked in Italy. <laughs> in here. But it's recent, so maybe now they've changed it in Spain as well. I hope they have. I, I felt <laughs> bad for the kid that was at the counter. I was like, it's not your fault. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy. So, more about food. Um, yeah. I know I know what the American version of Italian food is, but I know you guys don't just eat spaghetti all the time. Uh, I mean, okay. <clears throat> See, the thing is, the spectrum of Italian food is about 20 times what you guys call Italian food. It's like... No, not even, no. I want to say that, like, the American conception of, like, Italian food is less than 5% of the food we actually eat. I'm sure it is. The American conception of a lot of food is not what it should be. (laughs) I mean, see, okay, we do eat a lot of pasta. Like, a lot of pasta. Like, pasta constitutes, I mean, it depends from household to household, but, like, a solid 40% of, like, all food is pasta. Um, so you guys are right about that, but (laughs) spaghetti and meatballs is not a thing. I hate to burst a bubble, (laughs) but no. I mean, like, in some parts of Italy, maybe, but it's never, like, in meatballs, you know? Like, you have ragu, which is, um, I think you guys call it bolognese but it's <laughs> and um it's like tomato sauce and like minced meat kind of mixed into the pasta but it's never in bowls like you, you no it's just not <laughs> a thing and now in like massively touristy cities you'll find it on the menu because americans no offense will show up and be like i want spaghetti and meatballs and and so they just kind of added it into the menu but i'm pretty sure every like italian chef cries spaghetti meatballs because it's just not it's just not a thing um and i think oh you know what's massively like underrepresented italian like main courses um we have such an awesome variety of like meat and fish like plates also the culture of like primo secondo like okay so if you go and eat at a restaurant in italy it's like antipasto primo secondo dolce so that means it's like appetizer first second first plate second plate mm-hmm. yeah first plate second plate and i don't like the kind of american what would you call like main course and like w- w- is there an american equivalent for like first you have course? you can have an appetizer sometimes and then you have just the one plate that comes and it's got everything on it that's so sad why would you <laughs> give up half of a meal you know you get to eat twice and also yeah it's 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 very sad to me um and it's also interesting because 
um i don't understand how like italians eat so much food yet we are still like considered like a lean I, I, don't, i don't know how to say this without being like awfully general but like a lean population or like often like a mediterranean diet is is like told people are told if they're trying to lose weight like have a mediterranean diet which i think is not a good idea because the amount of like work i have to do to you know not be rolling around on the floor in a massive ball of food <laughs> is is insane but uh, italian food is is awesome there's so much there's literally something for everyone um and it's incredible because like everywhere you go because italy is a kind of unified union of a bunch of like independent places uh the food like varies so much like literally tiny towns have like their own specific like food culture and then you'll move like 25 kilometers and they have and they'll maybe have like a similar thing but done slightly differently and they'll get like really offended if you compare it to the one of like the town like right next door <laughs> it's 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 really it's a whole thing i love it it's so much fun So I know I know this is hard for some people but if you had to pick like a favorite food. Oh no. I know. <laughs> no, see, it's hard for some people, but it's impossible for Italians. <laughs> like I just said, there's so much because there's food you eat in the summer, there's food you eat in the winter. There's food you eat when you're at the seaside and there's food you eat when you're in the mountains and there's food you eat when you're in Milan and food you eat when you're in Rome, you know? There's like it's just no. But I don't know. Um I guess I'll pick Oh gosh, I hate you right now. Um, <laughs> this is going to be like just five minutes of the podcast of me just like silently trying to pick. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say pasta with like um I mean pasta in general is holds a very special place in my heart. But pasta with um fresh cherry tomato sauce. So it's not like um my English is failing me right now. You know when like tomato sauce is like this red thing that you pour over the whole mm-hmm. like pasta, right? It's not like that because it's just you get the pasta and you saute it with fresh cherry tomatoes. So you get like the juice and then like the tomato kind of mm-hmm. remnants stay in the pasta. It's 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 a whole other level of goodness and brings me so much joy and you can only kind of get it in the summer and it makes me very sad Aww. but yeah so that's a little out of season right now summer is so good you get so many different types of pasta like different types of fish and like fish and cherry tomatoes and then you got fish and, and something else it's it's awesome pasta in the summer is top tier <laughs> So moving on from food, because oh my gosh, now you're making you're making me miss Mediterranean food. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um. So moving on from that, or else I'm gonna get sad. Uh, what? Um, completely different topic. School. Um. Yeah. So you said you go to school in Milan. So. Yeah. What is what does that look like? Is it big or small or? So. Um my school I go to a British school so I follow the British curriculum um <clears throat> because 
of a variety of reasons because basically my mom is from the Czech Republic and my dad's Italian but he always had to travel a lot ever since he was young for work and he has a story that he likes to tell that basically uh, the first time he tried to order coke in America he was so embarrassed he could not for his life like order anything and he made a promise to himself that his kids would never have to go through that so when I was born um he all right Italian, I mean, international school it is, go off and learn English. <laughs> I was literally like two years old and was speaking three languages from the get-go. Um, so that's why. So, see, my school is actually really tiny. I'm pretty sure, I know Maria Fe in the previous podcast said, like, her school was small. Um, my school was about half her size. Our graduating wow. class is a class of 50 people. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, you guys Actually, get to know each other pretty well. Oh, yeah, we literally do. Um, and it's weird to me, like, when I think about, like, going to school with people you don't know. Like, that's weird to me. I know everyone. Like, I know everyone in all of the year groups, basically, of, like, um, the senior school, at least. You know, obviously, I don't... It, it's like my FS, so, like, it goes from 3 to 18. And in total, there's about 700 students in wow. all of that um and around 300 of those are in the upper school so that's your 7 8 9 10, 11 12 13 which is grades 6 to 12 in your system because you yeah and um so it's it's the british school and we do the british curriculum with the exception of the last two years where we do the ib which is fun <laughs> Gotta love the IV. <laughs> it's killing me. You know, okay. it's actually murdering me and tearing me to pieces. But um, it, we're getting through, getting through. Um, and yeah, we just closed down again because for us, it, it was it was a massive roller coaster. Because we left for half term break in February, and we're like, all right, miss, bye, see you next week, and then we just never came back. And it was the saddest thing ever because at the beginning, at least here, they closed schools and they said, you know, it's going to be two weeks and then you'll go back to school. And then they're like, okay, no, hold on, two more weeks and then you'll go back to school. All right, wait, hold on, a month and then you'll be back at school. Yeah, no. We went back to school in September for about a month and then they closed again um, because we're getting like a second wave Mm -hmm. type situation. Um, it's a lot better than the first time around. Um, so now we're all on online school again. Because the first, for the first month, for October, it was just my school that closed down because we had a few cases and um, the authorities were like, guys, just shut the school down at this point. By a few cases, I mean literally five. But we had to shut the entire school down because, you know. But now, for the month of November, all Italian high schools have to close, which is very sad. All of my friends are, are, are very, very sad. Um, but, you know, we're getting through. And the thing is, with my school, it's very different to, like, Italian schools in general because the Italian school system is completely different to, I think, any school system I've ever heard of. <laughs> Basically, um, for primary school, like, elementary school and middle school, it's all the same. Um, but then for high school, first of all, it's five years. So you're finished when you're, like, basically 19. Huh. Um and it's like you pick a type of school so there's different types of schools and they all have completely different programs so like there's liceo classico um which is like the classic 
I guess you could call it. It's the, like, original format, um, which used to be, like, reserved to the elite. And they still learn Latin and Greek as, like, part of the court. Like, that's kind of what makes them different. Like, Latin and Greek and lots of Italian literature. Then you have Liceo Scientifico, which is, like, the science-y route, where you do lots of science and chemistry, biology, physics, and lots of maths. Then you have Liceo Linguistico, where you learn more languages. Um, Like, my friend learns Chinese... French, German, and Spanish at the same time. Wow. It's very cool. Yeah. And then you have Artistico, where you do, like, sculptures. You make sculptures and you paint. And, like, a lot of your focus is on that. And then, like, there's there's a bunch. There, like, I could go on for, like, 20 minutes trying to explain all the different... Those are, like, the main ones. Um, but there's really specific ones. And um, they have really different programs. And that's why, like, Italian universities don't have, like, you know, like, requirements in the same way that I think, well, definitely English unis do. Um, and it, so it's really cool to, like, see um, the different types of schools and how they go into online learning. Because, you know, obviously, if you're trying to make sculptures, how the heck are you going to make sculptures online? You know, it's, and then there's, like, Types there's um dancing schools so like Liceo Coreutico where like the focus is on choreography and, and movement. Again, how? So it's it's been really interesting to kind of watch everyone go through online learning. Um it's 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 quite intense and very sad. So how are you guys like coping sort of mentally with that? Are you are you totally locked down, like you can't go out? No, 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 we're okay. not. Because um, basically we had this awesome period of like four or five months almost from like May to now when, okay, May was kind of me, but from June to like September for sure, literally we had like 200 nationwide cases a day. Imagine. It was so good. Like the su- we had a normal summer. You barely had to wear any masks um, anywhere because, I mean, you're usually outside anyway in the summer, at least here. So, like, obviously being at the beach with a mask doesn't make much sense. Um, Although you did, I did see a woman swimming in the sea alone with a mask on. (laughs) That was quite interesting. Um, But, like, so, so masks were kind of... The, the, the rules of masks were more relaxed and stuff. I mean, here, masks were always, like, part of, like, the law. So they were never optional. <laughs> so, like, inside and, you know, in shops and in restaurants, wh- while you're walking to your table, obviously, not when you're eating, um, you still had to wear masks. But, you know, it was almost normal, and everything was, like, honestly fine. And, like, you could go out, you could see friends. Um, we were, like, we were like, oh, my gosh, we did it. We survived. Because the beginning was really tough over here. Um, it was tough, tough. Yeah, I know you like, guys got hit hard. Yeah, and we got hit first, which was kind of first on this side of the planet. Um, and, like, like the images on, on TV were, like, end of the world stuff. Like, you, we got every day, basically. I mean, and this is the media's fault for making us very depressed. But basically, they would show videos of army trucks carrying, um, essentially like dead bodies because they had nowhere to bury them anymore and like the graveyards and the cemeteries were full 
and the churches couldn't hold because obviously here you know being a quite a religious country um if you die you get a whole religious funeral um usually and so you know they had nowhere to put the bodies and it was it was it was heartbreaking and so the summer was like oh my gosh we're actually we did it we survived and we had this really um like wholesome and cute i don't want to call it a trend but thing where basically like families would get their children to paint on like big white sheets a rainbow and write ce la faremo e andrà tutto bene which means like everything's gonna be okay in Italian and like when in like the depth of lockdown you'd like walk down the street to go to the supermarket and like all of the wind there would be like these Aww. rainbows on everyone's windows and it was the cutest thing because we it was it was like we thought we were all gonna die at one point we were like oh my gosh this is it this is the end and like there were a couple of viral videos of like people singing on their balconies and that was also like a, a very like common occurrence um and stuff and so like as a nation we kind of went through that massive trauma and then the summer was like semi-normal and we were all really really happy and now it's just kind of it's kind of it's nowhere near as bad as it was um in terms of deaths especially um also like the magnitude of testing we're doing so many tests every day and stuff and like contact tracing so you know if someone's positive like a bunch of people are contacted and you stay home so we're like containing it but yeah the, um we're not going into a full lockdown because our economy cannot take that <laughs> we just know um but basically now there's a 6 p.m curfew yeah i did um, see something about that yeah so like it's not as the curfew curfew is 11 i think where you have to be in your house um but like businesses and stuff not businesses restaurants and um places like that close at six which is tragic because we love our dinners but, i was gonna say yeah is italian like the same thing as spain as like you eat really late in the evening i mean i guess you'd call it late it's not late for me but yeah <laughs> i mean it's, right it really depends in the north in the north of italy it's usually like seven eight but yeah if you go further south it's, it can be like nine yeah um, it's not quite as late as Spanish, though. <laughs> we eat at, like, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that, that's a whole other level of weird. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> we love the Spanish. But, yeah, no, you guys eat late, late. Um, we eat late in the summer at, for lunch. Like, we'll eat at 4, no problem. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, in the summer, everything kind of moves. And, like, average dinner time becomes 9. Because we're at the beach until, like seven or eight and then we go home and then we shower and then we eat so it goes later than that but no it's not full lockdown um yeah so businesses close at six and they've closed like gyms and stuff so i can't go to dance anymore which mm -hmm. makes me very sad um throughout the entire like summer season of theaters and cinemas because they were open for a bit um there was only one like coronavirus case that kind of happened because of a cinema right and everything else like because you know you socially distance and everything um so like nobody understands why they close cinemas and, and theaters because now you know there's a whole industry there's a whole sector which is kind of gasping for air so there's been lots of controversy around that the government has been a little weird with that kind of stuff um and like the jokes and, and uh, little memes that have come out of it 
are quite quite funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but you know, we're all trying our best to just kind of get through this, and hopefully, it's over soon. <laughs> and fans aren't loving it, especially. I'm sure it will be over for you guys before it's over for us, because you guys are handling it with some maturity. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it depends. I've seen crazy scenarios on the street and in supermarkets. I think I think the craziness is kind of global, to be honest. Yeah. But because we were hit like a truck um, at the beginning, I think we were kind of we're scared more than anything. We do not want to go back there. So, um, yeah. And I think with us being a relatively small country. I mean, 60 million people, it's not that small. But, you know, in terms of community, it's, it's, it's a very tightly interconnected nation. Um, I think that kind of helps. We have a strong sense of community, you know? And this idea of working together is, 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 quite, is quite strong, I want to say. I could be wrong. <laughs> I like to think that we like to work together <laughs> as a country, so... Um, yeah. Is that, is that something, like, you think has been sort of helped, you know, not helped by the virus, but something that's grown stronger because of everyone having to, you know, come together to solve the problems that the pandemic created? Um, I think so. I, I definitely think so. I can't think of any... Um, moments wherein like there's been significant division with the people within like the the community I mean it's always everyone against the government you know every time there's a new um like because basically the way that I'm not sure if that's how America does it but basically the way that um the regulation because we're still in state of emergency here so the way that it works is that every now and again, the government will release a new DCPM, which is like decreto something something. Basically, it's a set of rules, right? That get updated every now and again. And every time like a new one of these documents is released, there's like three days of memes and insults and, and, um, and like all of like the country against the government. Like you dumb people, what are you doing? And like we all, and we all kind of join together in the criticism. Yeah, look at that unity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a favorite time and pastime, you know, to criticize our um our government because our government is always a bit. I swear, it's 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 like a sketch. <laughs> Italian government and like coherence and um, you know, it's it's just not a thing. But it's okay. We we the Italian people have been united by the hatred, um, for the government and our prime minister who like the poor guy probably like half of this isn't even his fault but he's always the one like delivering the bad news so we all just kind of hate him like you say his name or like you see his face and there's like this existential dread that like kind of sets in because you know his face on tv means more rules and more restrictions yay (laughs) um but yeah no i definitely think we've been kind of strengthened as a nation because, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's cheesy, but it's kind of true, so. Out of curiosity, yeah. do people, do people, like, when the rules come out, even if they're kind of unpopular, do people still follow them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because here yeah, that's not, that's not the case. 
you know, you get your odd person who will, like, you know, not follow it or, like, not wear a mask. But they're rare. Um, also, because the thing is, the kind of rules that we get is just, like, businesses shut down. So, you know, it's it's not that hard, like, not that easy to not follow that, you know? Like, the business, if the business is open, the police rolls up and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so they just have to shut the business. But, um, no, generally, generally, um, yeah, like I said, we got a massive scare at the beginning. Like, everything went from zero to 100 in, like, a month. Um, <clears throat> so we've all kind of, it got bad before we got sick of it. So now, like, you know, now there's more of the kind of like, oh, my God. Now there's more like complaining about the measures, you know, because we got used to semi-normality this summer. And so now kind of going back to that feels mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, no. And also because the deaths are really low at the moment, like barely any, not not barely anyone's dying is a, is a bad statement. But like, you know, compared to March, yeah, barely anyone's passing away. Um so people are like oh but i don't want it there's more like resistance in in terms of like arguments and stuff but i don't want to do this because who cares okay fine yes it's you know at this point the vast majority of people are experiencing as a flu you know so who cares fine we'll all have a flu this year but i need to get on with my life but when it comes to like facts and actually following the rules most people do so because there's that image in the back of our head of the trucks carrying dead bodies from churches, which I think I don't, is, is going to leave our minds anytime soon. So I think that's kind of what's keeping us in check and keeping us in line. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's really not that hard. You know, it's, it's a mask. We've all kind of gotten used to it at this point. Yeah, I <laughs> Controversial wish, statement. I wish we could stay the same over here. But you, it was before we started recording, but you said you got it, right? Yes. How was that? I, it's, 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 I mean, the timing for me personally wasn't great because I'm on half term break right now. Um, and I, so basically I got kind of sick and I was like, kind of feeling a little weird. Um, and, um, thankfully my dad as is an ophthalmologist and so he has like a few tests in his um like practice which is in my same building um because he you know has to test on his um personnel and the other doctors that like patients if they start coughing he has to like make sure and so thankfully you know i had access to a test because that's a little bit of a problem here now it's starting to get kind of hard to get a test um so thankfully i was able to get tested straight away my dad did it for me and he was like yep uh you have COVID-19 so that was fun I mean I the most annoying thing honestly and it's annoying more than anything else I've been incredibly lucky I can't stress that enough like I've been really really lucky I I kind of my throat kind of scratched for a few days and I'm I'm really tired I just sleep quite a bit um I was sleeping right before this for like four hours um but other than that yeah um other than that it's 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 the whole like not smelling and not tasting thing that makes it very sad honestly and it's like, i'll be eating food and i won't like i have no idea 
what I'm eating. Um, yeah, it's very sad. My my brother put salt on my cake once because it was my dad's birthday yesterday. So we were having cake. And my brother was like, I want to do an experiment. I want to put salt on your cake. I was like, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. I could not. I couldn't. Like, I had no idea. But it's slowly coming back now, um, which I'm very happy about. Like, today I ate pasta and I could kind of taste it. Yay! It was very, it was very big moment. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's just been a lot of fatigue and a lot of... It's, it's, it's bad because um, everybody else in my family is negative. I somehow managed to get... I have no idea how, by the way, because I barely left the house right before getting it so I'm literally so confused as to how in the heck I got it but so I'm literally confined to my room I haven't left my room in like a week mm. um no more than a week I don't know like ages I, I've lost track which is sad because I was meant to be on holiday um and I wanted to like I had plans to you know go to the park with my friends obviously socially distanced and see my friends um but no it's very sad hopefully I'll be able to get out by like Wednesday, Thursday, and have like the second half of my week off. Um, but yeah, but it's fine. Honestly, I've been super lucky, so I'm not really gonna complain. I can't taste food, which is very sad, and I can't see my friends. But you know, there's worse things in life. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So kind of, kind of along that line. Um. More general questions. Like, what's one thing? for the future I guess that you're like excited about like something you're looking forward to either close when you get out of your quarantine or <laughs> further off um when I get out of quarantine I'm really excited to see my friends who went off to uni this year because they're back because they have like a week off as well um and I'm really excited to see them um but in terms of slightly more long term, I'm really excited to hear back from the universities that I hope I do. Um, because right. I sent off my UK university application a few weeks ago, and I just really wanted to hear back. <laughs> but the unis that I applied to are notoriously slow at replying. So I'll be waiting until like March. And bear in mind, I just submitted my application. Right, so October, October 15th was the due date, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, that, I mean, yeah, it was the early, like, due date. So, because most of them wait until, like, the proper due date, which is the 15th of January? I think it's 31st January. of January, something like that, to, like, start properly considering applications, especially the ones where they get, like, a lot of applications, so that's very sad. But I'm excited to hear back. Very excited. As soon as I have, like, my first place, my first offer... It's, it's different because, like, UK unis give you conditional offers. So when you get in, doesn't necessarily mean you're in. <laughs> you still have to get the grades uh, at the end of the year, which is slightly annoying. But as soon as I have, like, an offer, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you apply to only universities in the UK or something in Italy as well? Um, Italy? Not Italy. I'm currently considering applying to the U.S. I'm I'm torn. I don't know if I want to anymore, <laughs> or <laughs> or because my plan was um, applying to the U.S. You know, especially in the summer after YYGS, I was so taken with like the whole. I was obsessed. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go to college there. But now I 
I've been to London since I visited some of my friends in London in October right before things got bad again and I just fell in love with London so I don't know I'm I'm halfway through my common app so we'll see I'll probably apply I don't know <laughs> I'll see yeah I mean I a discussion of the American universities is not something we have time for but <laughs> but yeah I mean Applying won't do you any harm, I don't think. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you do you know where you're applying? Are you comfortable sharing that? Or like if you aren't, it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I know I want to apply to Yale. That's for sure. <laughs> and I'm actually considering like having a really frantic because you know I'm in my house, nothing better to do, trying to hit the first of November deadline, because that's definitely my first choice. Um. Wow, IGS was the mm-hmm. best two weeks of my life. I loved it. I miss it so much. I do too. Um, <laughs> and it's so nice seeing you again. And um, yeah, I. Other than that, I don't know. Probably East Coast. I'll. I really don't know. <laughs> well, I'd have to think about it. You know, as a Marylander, I have an obligatory plug for Johns Hopkins University. I as long as you're there. considering. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, opposite question, one thing you're worried about for the future. Oh, God. Do I have to pick one? Um. Um. (laughs) There's a lot. No. I am worried about, actually, this has really been tormenting me in the past few weeks. I am really worried about the little kids that are growing up in this time. I'm talking, like, toddlers. Um, I just, I don't know, it must be so hard for them, because imagine, like, I mean, when I was small, like, I relied on, you know, hugging people and, like, physical touch so much, and I was always comforted. I was a huge mommy's girl, like, when my mom left me at, like, I don't know, daycare, I'd throw tantrums and stuff, (laughs) and I remember distinctly, like, the one thing that would calm me down would be a hug, and, like, hugs aren't really a thing now <laughs> right and I, don't know, I was just thinking about it the other day and it's it's um <clears throat> you know I'm really interested in, in child development um it's something that I'm seriously considering as like a career path as well I like child psychology and like the behavior of children and taking care of children and it's just something like you know what are these kids gonna think when all of a sudden people can touch each other again and they get approached by adults trying to touch them like they might be weirded out they might be like oh my god why are you touching me you know and it's just so weird to think that there's there might be a whole generation of like people who really struggle with physical affection because they're not used to it um and when it's something that's like so dear to me I'm a really like touchy person like I I I spread affection through touching people so it's a very hard time for me at the moment (laughs) (laughs) but um you know, I'm a big hugger. I, I like, I, I guess it's part of the Italian in me as well. But, you know, the hug and the two kisses on the cheeks is something that's very dear to me. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, these kids, it's really interesting to me. Um, and I'm really curious and worried to see what, how they kind of develop. There might be a whole change in culture. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, because they're all, they're all stuck at home. And then you don't see your friends, like, at, at any age, but little kids especially. Oh, yeah. 
our only yeah. children. It's 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 crazy. Um, and like poor parents, you know, <laughs> work from home with like a toddler. <laughs> Can't imagine. Um, it's it's just a very weird time, and I'm worried about. I'm honestly, um, this might be a little controversial. I'm worried about the U.S. election. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But we're almost there. What is it, like, a week? It Ten is. Days? It's November. Oh, I always get mixed up whether this it's the 6th or the, si- or the 2nd. Let's see. Election day. I'm a terrible American. November 3rd. Neither of the dates I listed. It's November 3rd. Yeah. I remember, I remember four years ago, actually. I remember, like, um, because there's a, obviously, you know, there's a time difference. And so, like, when I woke up, because I woke up for school, Jesus, is that four years ago already? Mm-hmm. Oh, scary. I remember, like, walking up to my mom's room, and she had the TV on, and it was, like, night in um in, in the States, and they just announced it or something. And I remember, like, looking at my mom and looking at the TV, because over here, nobody thought he had a shot at winning. No one. No one. Like, it was a joke. We're like, ha-ha. And then I just look at the TV, and I look at my mom, and I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, it'll be interesting, to say the least. Yeah. The I heard presidential that. debates were entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Although, the, the second one was much better than the first one, when they were able to mute, to mute their microphones. That was much better. The first one yeah. was a nightmare. It was, as Europeans, I can definitely say we had our fair share of fun watching that. <laughs> not gonna lie. For once, it wasn't us in the drama. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember four years ago, because you, you said you woke up. I woke up to it, too, because I went to sleep thinking, he's gonna lose. There's no way he can win. And I woke up, and they showed the map, and there was just the line of red down the middle, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> And what, dr- what drives me insane, and I mean, this is a whole conversation in and of itself, but, like, <laughs> Hillary Clinton actually got more votes. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand, you're, you're, you're electoral system. You're right, you're that is another that. conversation. It makes no sense to me, uh, but then again, neither do coalition governments, and Europe's full of those, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. That's fair, there are plenty of <laughs> governmental issues that we could talk about. That'll have to be another podcast episode. I'll get everyone on, and we can all talk about the terrible things about our governments. <laughs> yes. Definitely could. <laughs> okay, so last question, and this is, my, this is my fun question that I have to ask everyone. Everyone gets a fun question. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be, and why? Um, this is cute. Um... I'd be, oh god, I'm not very good with plants, thank you. <laughs> um, the, the trees, oh, I'm torn. Okay, so I'd really want to be like an apricot tree, because I've always had one of those in my garden, um, in like both my houses that I've lived in, and they have like a, they hold a special place in my heart, and like out of my window, like I, I always like look at my little tree, um, and, um, like, I look at how it's doing, <laughs> like, when it's blooming and when there's, like, fruit on it and stuff. It's funny that you say that you have an apricot tree, because at my, my grandparents' house in Spain, we also have an apricot tree, 
and it's just it's the best it is so much better than anything you buy at the store yeah i know it's so good we don't have that here it's too cold where i am to grow well i mean maybe i don't know (laughs) maybe maybe with global warming who knows maybe with global warming you're right (laughs) we have to let global warming happen so maryland can grow apricot trees exactly (laughs) you know always look at the bright side that's right okay well thank you for doing this with me thank you this was so much fun i I missed you it was so good to see you again well i hope i hope you feel better and that you get out of quarantine in your room and you get hugs again oh yeah i really want hugs i like hugs you have an awesome day week um everything good luck (laughs) you too (laughs) Okay. I have to see you soon. Bye, Matilda. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.